You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by Director of Fun and Games, the very gray and still tan John Brazier. Gray, my hair? Yeah. I like to call it more silver. It's, <laughs> it's, it's matter. Jerry Garcia. Uh, Jerry you Garcia know, gray? Very much so. I'm looking yeah. even more gray, you yeah, think? It's, a touch of, it's more than just a touch of gray. Wow. All but right. the tan thing, John, we all know as the uh, summer progresses, you get browner and browner and browner. Well, I am part, Cuban. Yes. My mom is Elena Santamaria, so right. part, part Cuban. So there it is. And yep. uh, the all-star break was great to you. I guess uh, you went down the shore? Or uh, for me, yes. Usually I go down uh, the shore for the all-star or for the yeah during the all-star break. But actually I went down July 4th week. I was here during the All-Star break oh. um, in the office while you were gallivanting in, uh, Cleveland. in Cleveland. But, yes, I, d- I was down at the beach, and uh, actually it was pretty cool. I ran into Sal Palantonio uh, on, oh, yeah, on Sal the Pal. beach, and Sal said, hey, John, do you play tennis? And randomly, I've, I've been playing a lot of tennis, and I had my tennis. I brought my first time ever I brought my tennis racket down. I thought you were a paddleball guy. I play paddle tennis, but I also play regular tennis. Huh. So, and I happened for the first time ever, I brought my tennis racket in my car, yeah. thinking that maybe I'm going to play tennis when I'm down here. I run into Sal Pal. John Clark lives in Sea Isle. Those guys play all the time together. They're looking for another. So I, uh, I went and grabbed a buddy of mine, and we played two different days on tennis. It was fun. I noticed that the All-Star break hasn't stopped your ability to drop names on a consistent basis. Totally not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, well, you know. Did you see Queen Elizabeth down in Avalon, too, or what? No, but I did see. Uh, I, <laughs> Who else did you see, John? I saw my man, uh, whatchamacallit. I saw a concert, actually. Who'd you see? On Monday night. Uh, uh, I know t- uh, Tedeschi Trucks was at the man on Wednesday, and I missed it. No. Remember, uh, uh, I like cold beverages. Uh, who's that? I don't know. No. Monday night. <laughs> Where did they play? At the Princeton. Oh. I don't know. Johnny Owen, the classic Dogs of Love? You know what? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know the band? I'm forgetting the name. <laughs> oh. I mean, was it somebody big or is it just like a sure No, it was kind of someone big. Band. I'm someone big and I actually like this person. I'm, I'm having, it wasn't I'm, Secret I'm, Service? I'm having a brain I'll come up with it the during The Juliana Brothers? Let's keep going because I'm going to come up with it <laughs> as we go. Uh, oh, G-Love. It was G-Love. Oh, G-Love. But, he, but without yeah, special yeah. sauce. No special sauce. How about that? Yeah, so it was just G-Love, G-Love at opened, the Princeton. He opened for Jimmy Buffett one year at Citizen Bank Park. I think he did. Yeah, so it was cool because he cool. just did it again, solo, acoustic. I think he had one guy kind of uh, back and forth with him, but nice. uh, a lot of fun. Did you watch any Phillies baseball that week before they went on break? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I tried to. Uh, I tried to. You know, <laughs> I think that was a tough week. Yeah. Right. If I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it was. A oh, bit. you know what? Because I was actually, I, we had to take my daughter uh, swam in Ocean City, and then we went to the Ocean City Boardwalk. And that's the game where here I am in this in one of those in Ocean City Boardwalk, whatever you one of those. Treasure Islander, yeah. and it's it's mob scene, oh, a yeah. complete mob scene. Especially Fourth of July week, right? And and there's like five kids in our group, and they they all want to do different things. And then it's oh, long boy. lines. And as an adult, you know you got to keep an eye on your kid, and then also your but you also want to sit down somewhere. So <laughs> we brought we bought Charlotte like a hundred tickets, or Charlotte and her group, a hundred nice. tickets. 
I swear, there was one point there. All the benches were taken, on the, and she was in a long line, so I knew it was gonna be a long time standing up. Yeah. I was gonna sell off twenty of her tickets to to one of the, one of the older Scalp. to one of the older guys. Say, hey, look, I'll, I'll give you the twenty <laughs> tickets if you let me take your seat. <laughs> which, which I would have had a very disappointed Charlotte. Yeah, big but time. yes, I was following the game. That was the game that we had, ended up coming back and scoring six runs uh, in the ninth inning. I think, right? Okay, yes, yes. Where they had the big comeback. That was the weekend. Yep, yep. So yep. yeah, Gets but it was Nets. a good. But you had a better week because you were in Cleveland. I was with the fanatic. With the fanatic, right? Yeah, and once a, again, and a bunch of other mascots. How many other mascots uh, show all up the mascots? To the yeah, every so all, like every mascot. Other, you know, so uh, other than the Dodgers and the Angels, you know, two teams that don't have mascots. So we probably had like twenty eight mascots uh, there, and yeah, it's 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 awesome. We work a lot of the events. You know, the fanatics got uh, run around to. They change things up a little bit. They have a, a new area called play ball park and it's right next to the convention center it's an out more outdoor stuff for the kids to do so there's a big outdoor field you know where they're uh, hitting and running and catching um you know different exhibits outside thankfully the weather was nice in cleveland you know because if it's not a lot of that gets rained out so uh, they really lucked out with the weather they still have fan fest but they're kind of calling this whole big thing fan fest and play ball park just all the play ball park area and so the fanatic was down there uh, on the main stage he was out there playing you know with the uh baseball with the kids from the boys and girls club how about this celebrity uh, all-star game wasn't there in time for that because the Fanatic got, got in Sunday uh, during the day and uh, just missed that game. You know who played in that? The Fanatic's good buddy. Who's that? Carlos Baerga. You know, I'd heard he was in town. Yeah, because, yes. you know, he was a big player for the Cleveland uh, Indians. Well, I, I, I escorted you and the Fanatic when yeah. we went to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. for Carlos Baerga's uh, big charity softball tournament. He would always have a charity uh, softball game down there and always bring the Fanatic. And I, I missed him. I knew he was in town, and I missed him. But I did see Jim Tomey on the red carpet. So the Fanatic works the red carpet every year, and I'm hanging out with the Fanatic. So uh, he goes driving by. It was funny because the Fanatic literally ran down the red carpet uh, to high-five Jim and and uh, Andrew was on the truck with him, and, yeah, it was pretty did cool. Did you go him. with the Fanatic to the gala? Was there a gala this year? The Fanatic didn't go. Uh, I tucked him to bed, and then me and my brother Mark went to the gala at the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and a little encore performance from the 2008 all-Star Game in New York, where she performed a pregame at the pregame party. She came back and performed at the gal this year. Joan Jett and the Joan Black Jett, Hearts. Joan Jett, really? Yeah, wow. I'm telling you, John, she rocks it still. She's 60 years old. Uh, she actually looked a little healthier this year than she did 11 years ago. Joan Jett's from no. Pat Benatar is from Philadelphia. Yeah, she's Joan Jett's not from Philadelphia. No, J Joan Jett's I think from even like Jersey, Cle New York area. Okay. I thought, and then she kind of moved to California and I think made a big name for herself uh, in California, but oh, John, she was awesome. It was about an hour and 15 minute concert. We were in the like the second row. I took about a billion pictures and she played every one of her big hits hmm. and uh, yeah, she still brings it. It's well, I awesome. tell you what, we were going through the roster um, at work with some uh, young folks and older employees about all the um, celebrities that were in that game. Yeah. Right? And I think I've I've officially hit the the, the old mark, Tom. Because uh, I tell you what, there you were, we, were, we were going through. There was like <laughs> <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, and there was like 
I don't know, Quincy. I, when they someone said Quincy, I said, "You mean oh. Jack Klugman?" Yeah, they dug up Jack Klugman. <laughs> Quincy MD. <laughs> <laughs> I you mean, mean it wasn't Jack Klugman? <laughs> it wasn't Jack Klugman. Oh. I mean, now it's all like these DJs and, oh, and actors in, some, in, or in TV shows Drew that Carey I've never watched. Drew Carey was on it, right? Well, Drew Carey, I knew who. Right, and I knew right. Dr. Oz. He's like a god in Cleveland yeah. because his show was based in Cleveland. And they right. had Allie LaForce. I knew of okay. her. Yeah. Um, and there was somebody, uh, like Jamie Foxx was there. But other than that, there was like I, I didn't know any music artist, recording artist. I didn't yeah. know any actor. Yeah, I'm just. Huh. I, I, it's all the pop culture's kind of gone beyond my time. Well, I will say this: Cleveland did a great job, and I think John, like uh, cities that are that size, are perfect for the All Star Game because you could walk to the ballpark from your hotel to the play ballpark area to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, it's just very walkable, and it's a great sports town. It's a great baseball town. So, uh, you know, the, the whole city is just yeah. alive with Major hey, League Baseball. And it's, Cleveland's it's, made it's a big great. comeback. It's like Pittsburgh. Oh, I, I went. I went to Cleveland with the Eagles. Um, I don't know, about nine, eight years ago. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It's a bad rap. Bars and rec- restaurants everywhere. And uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. Th- I think the bad rap thing is uh, is kind of over now because it's really uh, man, great town. We had a blast. Yep. But uh, and now, we're, how about it, John? We're ready for the second half of the season. Uh, you pumped about this or what? I am. I am. It's gonna be uh, it's you know, right from the get go. I was looking I at the pitching Here matchups. Go. <laughs> You've got Strasburg, right? Yes. You got Corbin. You got uh, Scherzer, yes. and you got Kershaw. Those four, and then Bueller. You have those five right out of the gate. Yeah, so, I know it's going to be a challenge. Yep, uh, we think our boys are up for it, right? They're yep. up to the challenge, uh, and I can't wait actually because I think uh, it's going to be a great second half of the season. Well, we got fireworks the first two nights yep. tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, we're recording this obviously on Friday. Fireworks tonight, tomorrow night. Ryan, Ryan Howard retirement yeah. night on uh, retirement day on Sunday, which is gonna be awesome. And yeah. then obviously the Dodgers in town for four Dodgers days, so it should be a lot of fun. We have Star uh, Star Wars night is coming up yep. too. And Italian Heritage night. Yeah, everybody loves that too. So, uh, all right. Well, we also have. Jim Jackson coming in to tell us to I get know. off the podcast <laughs> now because he's about to, t- to take over. Yeah, but first, we're going to bring in Gone. Our, Goodbye. <laughs> our director of community and charity events, uh, Michelle DeVacaris, and uh, she's going to be in right after this. And we're back, Philly's backstage, and John LaCouche joined us. Your best friend, <laughs> Michelle DeVacaris. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing fabulous. Michelle How are is you? our director of community and charity events. And, um, you know, we've had, uh, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, Michelle. Everybody all does. All the time. But, uh, you know, we've had some really interesting people from the front office. Some people, you you know, you certainly know. And other people, it's like, well, what do they do? You know? Am I and one of those? Well, you know what? No, we know what you do. But it is unbelievable what uh, your your rise in this organization. It's and, like you're and ready to all take the cool, over. like, we'll go yeah. through all this. But you've done... I. I've obviously worked with you for 19 years, and I didn't realize there's a lot of really cool things John, you used to do. Let's start. And you right never took you top. never took interest in all these years that we worked I together. I took <laughs> all the interest, but I but no. when you look at it in its summation, you Michelle, realize this is this wow. is what happens. You know, it's like John, oh, or you know, I've been accused of this. Hey, come on, a great idea. It's oh, great idea. It's like okay, see everybody. That's when you, you drop the mic, you leave the room, and then you just hope it gets done. Michelle is the kind of person who a doer. Gets stuff She's a doer. Done. Now, Michelle, let's just uh, really, because th- you really have been part of a lot of great things, and let's just start with the greatest thing, and maybe you can tell me if it wasn't the greatest thing, the 2008 World Series Championship Parade. The and parade. what was your role? 
Um, although it took lots and lots of people to pull it off, there is a kind of core little group of like five of us, and I was one of those who kind of helped put it all together. But you guys started early there, right? Like, when did you start? We, so we started well before we even thought about being in the playoffs. Well, yes. So, obviously, when the team has potential to make the postseason, you start planning certain things. You try not to, like, actually look at a date for the parade, but you kind of have it in the back of your mind. Um, once they got to the World Series, that's when everything kind of started taking place. And then we were in Tampa, and when they won their f the, the one game in Tampa – um, that's when I actually started making phone calls and connecting with the city and with our production company and everything like that and saying, like, okay, this might really actually happen, so let's start going. <laughs> and is it true? Were you allowed to say the word parade at no, any point? No, you were not. Yeah, it was just something. Yeah, it was just that thing that we were going to do in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> that little thing yeah. down Broad Street. Yes, we were not allowed to use that actual word. I actually, I should have looked. I forgot they had an actual code word for it. It was like mission something, and I actually forget what oh, it was now. Right? Yeah, I forget what it was well, now. And I got I think, I mean, it, it had to be a lot of people involved in mm -hmm. that, you know, right? I mean, because mm -hmm. like you said, the police are involved, mm -hmm. the city, uh, the team, the transportation. I mean, it must have been just unbelievable putting that all together. Yeah, so we obviously had to work with a company who knows how to do parades because it's not something we do every day. Even if you do it every year, it's still not the same. So um, we worked with a production company that is well known in the city and that had done other parades within the city so he kind of guided us along the way he also worked with um you know all the different aspects of the government and the police and everything like that i mean there's a lot of things that go into it especially this is scott merkin correct yes and are we name dropping we can name drop him. yes right. of okay. course we yes. want to give him credit and he's yes. also the one that does the philadelphia fourth of july right he yes does he does uh made in america as well right yes on that's that's Labor Day weekend, I think. Yeah. So he does all of that. Um, yeah. That wasn't there at the time. But yes, he uh, takes care of all that. He at one point was doing a Thanksgiving Day Parade. I don't know if he's still. I don't think he's still doing that. But so he obviously had tons and tons of experience. Um, something, you know, as simple as what day do you pick? You think, well, you just do it a day or two after. Well, what day factors into that? Um, the weekends, everyone's overtime. So that's a huge expense to incur. So that's why it ended up on a Friday on Halloween. Well, how about the whole rain-out yeah. rain thing, Well, and then right? that kind of threw everything off, too, when you yeah. take a game and cut it in half and have to play it in two different days. So a lot of those things were factored into that, um, into the cost and then also into the availability. It's something like those floats, we had to order that he had to get them shipped in from other parts of the state. The uh, bike racks that we use to line the streets, you don't just have like thousands and thousands of feet of bike rack like in the city. So we had to go to different states, different areas that have those shipped in as well or trucked in really. So things like that, porta potties, we had to go out side of the area to make sure we had enough porta potties things like that that well, don't that's just happen it. and let's let's stay on that because oh, the, the porta, -potty? porta potties on the float that was there was somebody that minute. was very adamant about that dave yes. montgomery yes he was right in the meetings mm -hmm. kept saying and i remember at least there was several of us that were saying why is he so uh, mm -hmm. gung-ho on the porta potties we're all thinking the parade's going to be like an hour and just, mm -hmm. do we really need porta potties on the float well thank god that was the wisdom of Dave Montgomery because it was that over three. three, three yeah. yeah, so that was kind three, of a two-part thing. He had mentioned the porta potties, and we all thought it was crazy because it wasn't going to take that long. We thought, and he even said it's only going to be an hour and a half. But then we started to think, well, wait, this is the first time there's been a parade in years, and there are a couple turns we had to make before we actually got down Broad Street. So you knew there was going to be people everywhere. You can't line all of those miles with bike racks or anything. So you knew at some point the crowd was going to kind of follow you, yes. um, and it was going to slow the process down so 
we're like, okay, maybe it'll be like hour and a half, two hours. David thought we could get through it, I think like in an hour, which we didn't really believe that, but he still insisted on the porta potties. And that actually happened. Um, I think like three days before, like they hadn't won yet. And he said, we need porta potties on there. So then Scott Merkin scurrying to make sure there's porta potties on the actual floats and that they don't look like porta potties. No, you had to build a, yeah, a structure. So, yeah, so they built a structure, which roof, the yep. fanatic was standing on one. <laughs> yeah, the fanatic um, was standing yeah, he on was a actually porta standing potty, on the porta potty. Nice. Um, they ended up coming in <laughs> handy. Thinking he didn't crush Bill Child's <laughs> bodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> yeah. So it worked <laughs> out. The fanatic comes crashing down <laughs> into a porta potty. Into a porta potty. Yes. On top of Mr. Giles. Is that what you're envisioning? Yes, you would have made history. <laughs> did you use the porta potty in the, in the four, the you know four hour did you track? Use the I, yeah, I got to tell you, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Many times, yeah. I got to say. I know Fransky and LA were on our uh, mm-hmm. on our truck, and they were in there a few times, yeah. I think. Well, that w- and that was the other thing is we really didn't have food or anything. We had pretzels that were in the shape of a pea, and we had water, and that was it. That was the only thing yeah, we had you know on what? there. The, yeah. I, I, the float, I was on... PR guys or, or PR people were on with the players, and I was on one of the player floats, and it was like I, I say it all the time. It was like we liberated France. I mean, the Philadelphians are, are hoisting food and beverages and <laughs> and, and wine and cases of beer and God well, was, bottles of bourbon. That was another they're thing. Like, I was here, thank God they're crying and they're giving you a bottle of Jack Daniels or a case of you know Rolling Rock or that whatever. Was, it is. That was another thing I was specifically told when everyone gets on the float, make sure there is no alcohol. No one's permitted to bring alcohol on. I'm like, what am I going to do about that? Right, and right. you saw how well that went, by the right. way. <laughs> now, so. on, on the day of the parade then, Michelle, what mm-hmm. were your responsibilities? Were you trying to kind of uh, get the players uh, and organize so, them? Yeah, or? so what we did was um, we had, I think, five or six different buses. Uh, four of them were at Citizens Bank Park where m- some of the employees and the players were going to be, and then we had some kind of satellite buses i guess one on the main line and then one in jersey south jersey so that could so not everybody had to drive into the ballpark they could take the buses in so we had a special staging area uh well actually i shouldn't say that we we were all gonna the buses were gonna go to the navy yard and we had our mark was ready with food and you know just breakfast and things like that before we got on the bus then we were gonna get bus to the staging area 24 hours before the parade somebody leaked the staging area so then we had to change it within you know a couple of hours of actually leaving so um, it was originally going to be by the art museum on Sedgley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, what's that? Lemon Hill right there? Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah, that is? Yeah, yeah. What exactly. am I asking you for? Yeah, yeah, Lemon yeah. Hill. Right. Um, <laughs> Are we back to the main line? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. You were on that bus, right? Um, and then, so somebody found that out, leaked it, and then everyone said, oh, we're going to camp out. We're going to, like, catch the whatever. So we ended up doing it down on Spring Garden, which at the time was just an empty lot. Now I think that's where that uh, concert the stage concert is. Yeah, that's where it is yep. now. Yep. So people ended up finding out about that, too. But at least we were kind of gated in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to the Navy Yard, I think, at, like, 3 a.m., and our mark showed up at like 5 a.m. and then everyone else started arriving around 6, 7 a.m. The players obviously were their last to arrive. Um, one of the buses, I think, from New Jersey, somebody was late in New Jersey, so they couldn't leave. That Probably was- Debbie Nacito. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually a player, but I'm not gonna. I'm not not positive. I think it was a player. Um, anyway, so that they were kind of last to leave, and then we also had to get um, the. Pepperell actually was going to be the very last one because if you remember he brought the dogs with him so we had to make sure he was the last one on the bus so that way the dogs could get with because they were going to ride with the Clydesdales in and lead the parade so did we have a dog porta potty uh, we did not. That's actually no one brought that up. Actually, <laughs> yeah. What did Ellis do? We had to hold it for three and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, and we had horses, so I guess they That's were just going to go yeah, wherever. They do but what they do. 
But yeah, so yeah. That's where we had our interns following the parade route (laughs) (laughs) with a shovel. I think eventually, actually, Pat and Elvis got off of the Clydesdale or the Clydesdale's wagon and ended up in a police car, and then they just took off so that way they could get to the ballpark faster. I've heard Pat talk about that, and I think initially he was like, "What? I'm not going to be able to ride with with the rest of his team." The rest of the team, you know. And then uh, he he admits, you know, but after he was on Mm -hmm. it, he said, "No, this is really a great honor," and Mm -hmm. I think he enjoyed the whole experience, right? But uh, were there any players who who were a little bit uh, harder to manage that day? Did anybody Um, at uh, the end there they were getting a little cranky? One, they were all hungry. They Uh may have had a few drinks along the way um, because what was supposed to be an hour and a half took four hours right. and then we also had to rush them off the float because everything was set up in the ballpark ready to go so we had to like quick call the um, we called Aramark here called the kitchen the players kitchen had to get food to what we call the truck ramp down here because um, that's where they were all going to come out and parade around in convertibles they were going to go out one by one so they were kind of like shoveling food in their mouths and everything because they really had other than the pretzels that were a pee they really hadn't eaten anything so they were drinking the whole time um, so some of them got a little carried away by that time because they'd been up since 6 a.m. and now it was like 3 o'clock and and who designed the route itself is that the city was that the, the combination of the city the team the both um, we worked with the city to see what was plausible and then also there are certain elements that we wanted obviously we needed to have that straight shot down Broad Street which is what iconic everybody wants to see but we also wanted to try to get through Center City so it was a weekday so people that couldn't come who were working we wanted to make sure we got through the heart of the city around City Hall so we um, you know, people that had to be in work and couldn't come, they could at least come out and see everybody. So that was definitely designed that way. What a day. Was, now, when you look back at your whole career, is mm-hmm. that, was that the pinnacle, you think? or? Uh? I mean, I would definitely say so. Like, yeah. that's not something that's coming it, around it all wasn't, the time. It wasn't interviewing <laughs> people up on the rooftop. Remember, you were the rooftop in. Rooftop reporter. You were the rooftop reporter. You yes, were like, I was. You were the pre-Murph. It was one year. <laughs> right? You were I the pre-Murph. I was, yes. Scott Palmer trained me. Look, Tom oh, going yeah. doesn't even remember you this. You don't even remember this? Again, yeah. thanks for following my career, I guys. followed your career. I just mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy doing, enjoy I doing did. that? Or? Um, I definitely did. It was totally out of my comfort zone. It's not. I'm like a behind-the-scenes person. I right, go behind right. the camera and not really in front of it. I'd rather direct what's going on than actually do it. But it was cool to like kind of do something that I wouldn't normally do. Were the fans nice to you? Oh, yeah. They were great. Um, it was really cool when we started that, for those of you that don't know. Um, rooftop Thursdays. Every We used the, the rooftop area out in Ashburn and every Thursday we would have a different theme. So um, one time we blew up a bunch of baby pools and people were out there swimming, got kind of gross halfway through the game because it was like, whatever, it was gross. (laughs) (laughs) People were just like, anyway. So, I mean, we would pick a different theme. We had a mechanical bull out there. We had like a mechanical surfboard. Um, just different things like that. So that was pretty fun when we when we did that. Um, I'm glad it probably only lasted a year that I was doing it because I don't know if I was the right person. Now the other one of the other cool moments, Tom. If you're, now this is all here at the ballpark. Right. Mm-hmm. At the vet, Michelle was the one that was in charge, I believe, of doing all the taking the number, doing the, the oh, final that, yeah. con- oh, countdown. Oh well, yes. we have that in common, Michelle. I mean, oh yeah, that's uh, right. We did it. We actually every day we did well, that together. Expl- explain yeah. to explain to the audience what you did. So what we did in uh, 2003, we had a countdown clock and. And every uh, game in the seventh inning, it would be either a local celebrity or a friend of the Phillies or a politician or, or something like that who would literally pull the number off the countdown clock. It was a Velcro number. so Located that was, on the uh, outfield it, wall. It, yeah, it was out in right field. Yep. yep. Um, so every 
game. I would go get the person, explain them what they were going to do. There was a big intro. Fanatic would come flying out and meet them. I kind of walked them out there. I'm kind of like I have an arm and a leg in every picture because I'm trying to get out of the way while I'm showing yeah, someone what Michelle, to do. don't you remember how we brought that guest out every year? We had the sidecar made for the Fanatic, yes, which was did. the coolest thing. The mm -hmm. sidecar John hooked up. You remember it. Hooked about up to the side of the four-wheeler. Mm -hmm. And the Fanatic got a chance to take, you know, mm -hmm. 81 different, you know, celebrities, basically. <laughs> Philly celebrities. And like you said, we had some fans and mm -hmm. some different people. One of my favorite ones was uh, Tom LeMaine, the uh, weatherman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, He's very he tall. Always a friend. Uh, yeah, very tall, yeah. So his <laughs> knees were in his face in this little sidecar. But, uh, but the funny thing was, it was raining the night we brought him out right. there. So fans, please welcome <laughs> weatherman Tom LeMaine. <laughs> and weatherman, it's freaking pouring out. So uh, boom. You know, but uh, it was such a like a mm -hmm. who's who, wasn't it? It Michelle? was awesome. I mean, you were down there every yeah. night. And it was just I would so say cool. my favorite one was Tug McGraw. Yeah, um, it actually yeah. rained that day, and I went and met him in like the third inning and said, I'll come back and get you in the fifth inning. We always, I, I would get everybody in the fifth inning just in case it was a fast game and, you know, just make sure we had enough time before the seventh inning. So it ended up. I don't know if there was pitching changes, a delay, something. So I ended up just sitting with him for about an hour and a half, just talking. Awesome. And it was really cool. And then, actually, he didn't get in the sidecar that time. We brought him out from behind home plate, yes. and we had a golf cart, golf cart. drive yep. him around. And he got this amazing standing ovation. And it was just, like, gives you, like, chills now. And even now when I see the video, I can actually see myself on the video because I'm, like, helping him into the um, – the golf cart and it was just like one of the coolest things and then unfortunately he passed away a couple months later yeah. and who, who else did we have give me give us some other names Celebrities well harry callis did the last number last one and that's what yeah. i remember he mm -hmm. john took down if you remember it's the last one so there was just a one there mm -hmm. of course richie Why, ashburn yeah. was one mm -hmm. so he took it down and kissed uh, his you know mm -hmm. up to the sky and uh we also got everybody to sign the number mm -hmm. and we kept it and then auctioned it off um, when we closed the vet. But it was there. It was Bull, Schmitty, it was Lefty. Um, Jeez, I should have brought the whole list. Yeah. I know. Scott Palmer did it. <laughs> but I'm sure, the, I'm sure the mayor did it as well. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah there was different political figures. Right. Joe Morgan, different uh, ex-players that yeah. we had out there. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, so another role you've, you've had is that uh, I always think of you, for one of your main roles was uh, ALS. Yeah. Because you were very, very involved with ALS. Phillies, obviously, it's our main charity on the Phillies Charities. So explain to the listeners out there your, your role with the ALS. So um, we call it this, now we call it the Phillies Festival. So it used to be called, well, wait, how long have you guys been here? Uh, 25 years. 31. Okay, so it used to be called the Autograph Party and Auction. Yes. That 1984. Very long, awful name that we changed eventually. <laughs> um, it started in 84 with a fashion show. That would have actually been really fun to be part of that. But um, So basically, it's just the fans' opportunity to come down and meet the players. They sign autographs, take pictures. We have auctions, um, all while benefiting the ALS Association. We have a... 35-year career with them, a partnership with them, and um, it's been great working with them. And it's just a really good opportunity for the fans to meet the players in that way. Hello. <laughs> well, Hello. What is happening? Michelle, your voice sounds different. <laughs> There's Michelle, what's going on there? You, oh, you, do you know the... Oh. 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 Somehow we went from sports to we went <laughs> yeah. from talking NBA yeah. to I, yeah, I was like, talking Wait, ALS to NBA. <laughs> Only the best for this podcast, John. Well, it's NBA. Michelle, what do you think of the Russell Westbrook <laughs> trade? <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he can he can re-coexist with James Harden? <laughs> I don't really follow the NBA that much. Sorry, guys. Oh, Sorry, guys. Our crack... Uh, 
<laughs> producer back there, Rob Brooks. Well, I'm glad you said crack producer instead of producer on crack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was almost going to go there. I thought I he, I thought there he couldn't hear it. He was like looking at us like, what? It's yeah. all better now. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Wow, we survived. See, Michelle, that was a test to see if you could actually <laughs> could work through that. Right? Sure. All right, so back to... Or, so you, or you guys just don't like me enough as a guest that you just have someone else talking over <laughs> me. <laughs> How about... But at, what is... And what was your role with the ALS Festival? So I actually oversee the event. Obviously, again, another big event where we have several different people who kind of have their little areas that they they work in. But I just oversee the whole thing from making sure the players are where they need to be, um, timing, ticketing, all those kinds of things. So. And just uh, you have some memories of just uh, – I, I just love how people get so excited to see the players. We sometimes use um, the photo – what we have, photo, photo booth. booth. We usually yep. highlight a player mm -hmm. where fans really get a chance to kind of <laughs> intermingle. Yes. Do you have any stories like people who just cry? <laughs> um, or, uh, it's actually funny. Some of the players know. like the photo booth and some yeah. of them do not. Um, Bryce seemed like he loved it. He did. Year. He he really really liked it. Chase Utley hated it. <laughs> right. um, he Shocking. didn't. He didn't like smiling that whole time, right, and like right. he said, his face would hurt and everything. But <laughs> um, so yeah, there are some players that really really like it, and then there's others that want nothing to do with it. Like even this year, I actually um, we didn't approach Bryce initially with it. Um, we're kind of treading lightly with him in terms of how you know community things, and and he kind of wants to get affiliated with and you know get used to being here before he kind of dives right in so we were just going to kind of throw him into the mix with the rest of the players um i had approached two other players about the uh photo booth and they both said no i'd rather sign right, right. so and then bryce was like well i'd rather take a photo so it worked out perfect do you get a kick out of like the people who do they get a little emotional or do they they, uh, they do and it's it, i mean it, it's not just even with that it's with all parts of my job whenever there's a player mm -hmm. involved mm -hmm. um it's actually kind of good when people act like that, I, I guess, a little bit. that Because it kind of reminds me, like, oh, wait, this is really freaking cool. Like, yeah. this is just what I do every day. But some people, like, you know, nope. A lot of people never get this opportunity. And then it makes me think back to, like, yeah. when I was a fan. Because I, I was a fan. Like, I am a fan. So that's why I wanted to do this. Because I was coming to games when I was younger. I was going to, f you know, photo day on the field and fireworks games. And I was doing all those things. And now I'm, like, one of those people. So one of those people I used to stare at and be like, what, what are they doing? What do they get to do? <laughs> right. So, I mean, Because, yeah, like, you're involved a lot of players and a lot of charitable ends. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite players? I won't go the other way, but I'm going to say your favorite players that to work with. Some of the more fun. I can't uh, say that. You can't talk about some of your I more fun. I mean, I guess fun? I can, but. Yeah, just, just a, can name a couple. They're not people that aren't. Who really get hands-on with their charities. Well, I, I okay. know most of our guys yeah, do. Yeah, no, they're all really good. But yeah, just yeah. the easiest people to work with. The easiest oh, players to work with. Currently? For yes. all time. Um, let's do but Let's go back in time. I think, okay. there's a current all guy, time. I think there's a current guy who potentially could be all time. All okay. time. Are you going to say Reese? Reese? Yeah. No, Reese is amazing. He's awesome. Um, so I always like joke about that kind of stuff where I always like to, I, I don't want to say I do better, but I tend to get, get more out of the, um, how do I say this? Uh, <laughs> the players who most people don't seek out as much. Okay. The, um, you know, the, the, like someone like Reese, he knows what he wants. Um, he's very involved in the charity, which is awesome. He has a reason for it. He's, you know, it's not just something that he decided. He really backs it up with everything that he does, and, and that's great. And I love working with Reese. You're right. He is one of the nicest people, one of the easiest people to work with. Um, but then there's other players that, you know, maybe people don't really pay that much attention to. Um, and I think that we get a lot more out of them sometimes, too. Like, um, like Zach Heflin's one of the nicest guys right, you'll exactly. ever meet. He's, right. like, he's very under the radar, um, still trying to find his place in yep. the team. But 
no matter what I come to him with, he says yes. I mean, he flies in from Florida in November to do our sleepover. Yeah. So, and that was his idea. Adam Morgan is. I was, he was my ex when I was going to think of tremendous. that. Tremendous. Yeah. I mean, anything I ask that guy to do, he does it hands down. Doesn't matter what it is, you know, what child it is, what cause it is. Um, so there's a lot of these players. Andrew that even Knapp and his wife Hannah, mm-hmm. same thing. Anybody, any, a lot of these players that haven't found their exact niche or, you know, want to focus more on the baseball end, but they're still very, very willing to do anything we ask so and i mean there's only really been a few players in all the time i've been here that i really just stay away from (laughs) when did we start i know maybe they start to learn about it in the minor leagues or Mm -hmm. uh that expectation right and Mm -hmm. and explain that michelle right then we start a new program yeah it's called the step up program so what we do is um we challenge the players of our minor league teams to do a certain amount of volunteer hours and then we reward them at the end by making a donation to their favorite charity and we hope that that kind of gets them in the you know mindset of when they come to the big leagues like this is what's expected of you also we obviously want you to play great baseball but we also want you to be a strong member of the community and when you get up here you're going to be asked and especially in this market we get a ton of asks so it's it's a lot different than when you're in the minors um we just want to prepare you for what's going to happen when you come up here because again fans just want that player interaction do they want the big players absolutely but it, they just want that player interaction. You have the uniform on, and to them, you're just, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It, it's great that they, uh, you know, they get so involved. It's awesome. All right. Now, one more. There's so many things we want to cover, but there's one more major area that you're involved in, and that is the Phillies Ball Girls, <laughs> because that's really your project. Your project is, or not project, but one of your mm-hmm. uh, responsibilities is uh, hiring, overseeing, kind of being the den mother to the ball girls, and you've done that for for many years. What yes. is that? The what dead is mother? Yeah, I she, know. Well, she is kind no, of like the I dead mother because they all come to, to her. Well, I used to be the same age. Now I am the mother. I'm actually probably <laughs> old enough to be some of their mothers. Um, it, I actually took over that program in 2003, and obviously, you know, it's been around forever. Um, it started when I took over. It was six ball girls that just rotated on the field, and that's pretty much all they did. Um, I was looking for something more to do at that time. And I thought, well, let's, you know, we're closing the vet. We're opening up the new ballpark. What other opportunities do we have? Let's kind of create this team where they play charity softball games. And they, they do more throughout the ballpark. They become more, they become ambassadors and community figures for the Phillies. So that's kind of how it started. And little by little, it started to evolve. And now it is what it is today. Right now we have 16 ball girls. We go from 16 to 20. And they really are considered our community ambassadors. And what they do on the field is probably 10% of the actual job. And no one still really understands that sometimes they just see them on the field but there's so much more that they're doing off the field um and they've just been a huge asset to the phillies and just to our community but they all i mean they do sponsorship events i mean you know they do tons of stuff with the fanatic too so um yeah so that's that's been really cool to see that kind of evolve but it was kind of funny that i was like their age at one point and now i've aged out of it i think well we might (laughs) really am like the mother we might as well give a little plug right now so you will be interviewing for next year's yes around what time so we accept resumes and applications all year long. Um, I'm happy to collect them throughout, but we'll probably make the deadline around October, and then we'll do uh, the tryout, which is by invite only. You actually it's, you come down to the ballpark, you take a quiz. We want to make sure you know what you're talking about when it comes to the Phillies. We want to make sure you're athletic because you literally are sitting on the foul lines pretty much. You're a couple feet off the foul line, so you need to understand what's happening out there so you can get out of the way, basically. Um, and then we do an on, uh, on-camera interview because that's another part of it. You're, you're constantly interacting with fans, but you also sometimes have a microphone in your face, and you have to be able to handle yourself that way as well. So we'll do that probably in October and November, and then we'll get the team started in January. 
Yes, and, and Michelle has me sometimes uh, <laughs> being a judge. And ever since I had Charlotte, who's now 11 years old, I, I, I've liked it worse and worse because I hate giving bad scores. I'd feel horrible. Yeah, yeah. That could be my daughter, right? And, and But it's a fact of life. It is you, a fact of life. Right. It's an interview. Is. Right, it's an interview. It's pretty much so. what it is. It's an interview. Well, and, and I'm become a big softie in my old Wait, day. the best I, was, was it you? I don't know if you were doing it or someone else asked one. Of, I think it was you. Yeah, somebody, you asked one of the girls, do you know who John Breacher is? And she said no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> no. But Michelle, I don't know. I mean, really, you always seem to have a great group. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I've, I guess John, that's a pretty good job judging. I'm <laughs> I'm down there every day with them, and they're all really great. They're really personable. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sure you've maybe you've had a dud over since 2003. Yeah, every I once in a while, everyone, we, but not yeah. not really. I mean, they've always been great. And they you know mm-hmm. they do a lot in the community, and uh, it's been a great program. Do they play many softball games? They're they're at, when we first started it, yeah. they were playing five to ten um, throughout the season. Yep. Yep. Now it's it's changed a little bit but we're getting back there again i have a great person um helping me right now with that gabby's was a former ball girl she's kind of now taking over a lot of it and she's putting a lot more life and we've actually hired a lot of not a lot but several Mm -hmm. former ball girls we have jocelyn who's in our sales area right Teresa, who actually took my Teresa was my intern during the world series Teresa was a ball girl then she was my intern during the world series then i switched to community and then she got my job in events so now she's running the field the pregame on the field, yeah, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. And she was a ball girl. All right, uh, Michelle, All right. I see uh, John is just... Uh, this is when is she this? gets nervous because she knew she was going to get a quiz. But quiz it's probably not on anything I talked about, She's right? a big fan of the podcast, so she knows there's uh, that, that this <laughs> quiz can trip some people Wait, up. Wait, are you writing other notes down? So I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> Tom, I got how many uh, questions? Well, I got to tell you, she was very, very nervous. She kept coming yeah, to my was. office all day today <laughs> saying, are you going to ask me? I know it's about Rocky. What is, what is it about Rocky? It's I've probably been, not even about Rocky. And she studied for about four hours because she's a perfectionist. Uh, there are eight questions, Tom. None of them are about Rocky. We don't know that. Eight questions. I think she needs to get five. S- six, For what? Six. Out of six? Eight. You think she needs to get six? Six out of the eight. And if you do, you win the um, Ryan Howard bobbin head doll that we're giving away. Oh, Sunday, thank you. Then I'll get then I'll get bobble Wait, figurine. Then I'm gonna get two of them sponsored on my by own. Pico. Pico is our sponsor. I'll What's get that? two of those on my own anyway. Right? You get a third. <laughs> You're gonna get a third. Yes. The other day he was quizzing me at lunch, and he said, "If you get four questions right, I'll go get you a snack." <laughs> And then he said, if you lose, you have to get me a snack. I was yeah. like, so you just want me to go get you food. Got to go up and get like a Rice Krispies package. <laughs> yeah, you want package. a Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> Michelle, it's got to be six of eight. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> tough, tough and Michelle, we do this quiz around your area of expertise. Oh, Jesus. Okay? So you did go to St. Hubert Catholic High School, right? Which, by the way, Brazier didn't know either because he's from the main line. He's yeah, like, he where's that? Where that was. I was like, do you know where Taconi is? He's like, what are you talking about? He All has right, no well, idea. It, let's see how well you know St. Hubert oh, Catholic High School I, I'm gonna for get girls. Crushed. All right, because St. Hubert is the patron saint of A, farmers, B, sailors, C, hunters, D, lumberjacks. You went to the school, St. Hubert's. You're Catholic. You should know this. Farmers, A, sailors, B, hunters, C, lumberjacks, D. I'm going to say farmers because there's Bambi's on the front of the school. Is that right? That is incorrect. Is it hunters? Hunters. I know. Yes. It, was, it was had to do with well, animals. Hubertus. Hunter took out Bambi. Yeah, well, that's why I was like, it can't be a hunter. There's a deer on the Hubertus. front lawn. Hubertus. I know all the times you've been there and you've seen the deer yes, statue. Yes, of course. Yeah. All right. Second question. You are a big Seinfeld fan. Oh, right? Jesus. On Seinfeld, uh, what soup does Newman get from the soup Nazi that makes him so excited he runs home? Is it A, beef barley, B, jambalaya, C, lobster bisque, or D, chicken vegetable? 
Now, first of all, every single one of those that you named, she uh, Elaine finds the recipes in the drawer. Yeah, so, so that's, that's gonna that's tough. what's that's what's throwing me but off. But he really liked one. Beef barley. Uh, did you did you say jambalaya? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> jambalaya is correct. <laughs> all right. What New York Yankee does George have in his car when he chases oh. a guy who gave him the finger? Is it A. Paul O'Neill, B. Danny Tartable, C. Don Mattingly, D. David Cohn? Ugh. All right, so Paul O'Neill's one who hits the home run. Right. So maybe it is him because he takes him to meet the little kid. I'll give is you it a Danny hint. Tartable? Yeah. Uh, yes, I was, okay. yes, Danny Tartable. <laughs> it was right. one or the other. I wasn't sure which one it was. This right. is going to be a tough one. you got two of them, Michelle. Okay, this is going to be a tough one. It's, there's two Rocky questions. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the tough one. It's not the one about what's the sign on the back of the toilet, is it? Nope. Who was originally supposed to play the part of Rocky? Oh, uh, Jesus. Sly sold the rights to the film only if he was cast as Rocky, but the producers offered this guy a lot of money to play him. And, but it, eventually they went with Sly. Okay? Was it A, Robert De Niro, B, Ryan O'Neill, C, Dustin Hoffman, D, Soupy Sales? I'm hoping that last <laughs> one is not accurate. We throw, uh, we throw Soupy <laughs> Sales in every quiz. <laughs> I'll say Robert De Niro. What Tom, would you like to take a guess? You can help her out. You can have the lifeline here. I have here. no idea. I, you, you could have asked me anything else about that. Uh, lifeline. Yeah. Uh, if you're going uh, lifeline, it's Ryan O'Neill. Is Ryan, it? How about that one? He, I, he, how did you know that? He would have gone from love story to Rocky. I've heard that before. I mean, like, I know it would have been like, totally different. Blonde hair. He had like, like $100 kinda, in his pocket. He's like, a like I know all this stuff. That, that wouldn't make one sense. One best picture. Like, right, but you, got your, you used up your lifeline. You yeah. have one. I didn't know I had one. You have one more phone a friend, and that's to Rob Brooks, our producer. If you get if you get in trouble does here, anybody do well Wait, does, does, any, does anybody do well on this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They don't. Know. So you're three or four. You're, you're doing, doing fine. All right, you'll get this one. What are Rocky's pet turtles named? Cuff and Link. There nice. you go. See, you didn't even need the. <laughs> you didn't even need the rest. And he still has those turtles. He does. They're like yes. forty they're years like, old. Yeah, they're, they live to be like. Well, yeah. yeah, turtles live to be like a hundred and something. All right. Yeah. Did you know he had to sell the dog at one point because he had no money? Did not Is that know that. Right. Really. Mm -hmm. All right. You are also a Buckus Frank. Or Buckus? But Buckus. You're Buckus. also a Frank Sinatra Buckus. fan, so I've got a couple of Frank Sinatra questions for you. In 1953, Frank Sinatra won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. In what Ooh. movie? Was it Suddenly, The Manchurian Candidate, From Here to Eternity, or The Man of the Golden Arm? From Here to Eternity? That is correct. He played Private Angelo Maggio. Nice. All right. You're on a roll here. You I just need one, one of more. the next two. And then and I get a Rice Krispie Treat? <laughs> well, yes, you do. <laughs> and a Ryan Howard Bob and what sponsored by Pico. What phrase is imprinted on Frank Sinatra's tombstone? I have no idea, but well, go ahead. Is it Come Fly With Me? Is it I Did It My Way? Well, is that's it a good one. The Best Is Yet to Come? Or rest in peace, blue eyes. It's not. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> that's life. It was that's life. Right. That was life. I I don't know, but I like. Well, I did it my way. Do you want to use a uh, lifeline over there, to Rob? Brooks? Do you know anything about Frank Sinatra? They're all great songs he named. Rob can even take a guess. Except for the last one's not. Rob song, can fly with me. I did it my way. The best is yet to come. Or rest in peace, blue eyes. I mean, I know they called him old blue eyes, but did they really put that on his tombstone? All right. What do you got? I said the my way. I maybe, that's cause, maybe that's because I would want on my right, terms. That is incorrect. It's the best is yet, yet to, to come. come. Uh -oh. So you have to get the last one. Last one. Which of is these, it like my middle name? Which of these celebrities is not in their school's Hall of Fame? <laughs> Larry, Larry Boa, <laughs> Steve Carlton, Mike Schmidt, Michelle DeVicaris Unin. Oh, you threw that out there, didn't you? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say... Larry Boa, Steve Carlton, Mike Schmidt, Michelle DeVicaris Unin. I'm going to say... Steve Carlton? Uh, you might want to go to a lifeline here. Yeah, not me. He doesn't know either. Well, put it this way. One of these guys did not play on their high school baseball team. 
What did I just say? Steve Hart, Larry Boa? Larry Boa is correct. She's is. a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So how about that? Larry Boa is not in his Hall of Fame, but yet you are. Congratulations, since you are <laughs> in the St. Hubert's What's the Hall of Fame. For what? Um, so... You they have they have an wait, athletic Tom, hall of fame. That Tom, is Tom, not you, it. You act like you're surprised. Yeah, Come on. I know. Don't you know? Yes, you should assume. Um, I am in there for community. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, how about that? And look what you're doing now. Well, you're it was last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm so I had already had the job. I see. So but, it's not like. But at the induction, I had to go after the girl who was in there for science, and she was curing cancer. So that was a really good speech that I had to give. So oh. I'm like, oh, you're saving lives. Nice. Michelle, you are doing great work. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. You're, you're now you can always, breathe. You, you can breathe now. It's almost over. Yeah, no. But we appreciate what you do. You, you shine guys, a yeah, light you guys are uh, tougher on the Phillies organization. And we really appreciate it. <laughs> Look at you. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, guys. You did really good. All right. Thanks, Bob, yeah. thanks uh, back there. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you at the ballpark.